Hi, John from FatSocksBlog.com. I am not big on shopping for clothes. In fact, I can't stand it. And part of the reason is because I'm always so indecisive. I try stuff off. Armloads of pants, particularly pants, are hard. Very particular how they fit. I like them to look good, but I also want them comfortable. Usually, the can't have one with the other and so on and so forth. Anyways, I don't like shopping. And I try to, I, I rarely do it. I try to go out maybe once or twice a year. You got to get some new clothes and that's what I do. And it's a big thing. And I buy enough so I don't have to do it for a long, long time. Now, I used to do this every year until what I did, is I didn't really plan it out this way, but I really wanted a, a wardrobe overhaul. So I went out and I went to a lot of stores, uh, tons of them. And I was trying on all sorts of stuff. But I noted down the actual clothing models and sizes that worked that I ended up buying and that I didn't like with each store. And that way, I could either go back and buy exactly what I wanted without trying anything on. Trying things on is like the the biggest hassle. Or better yet, just go online and order it because I know exactly what, you know, is it the, the slim cut size, da 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 boom, it's on the internet, order, like the color, color, I don't really care about it, I can see it online, order up, need two of them, done, shopping's done. And so the three-day investment where I just completely figured out exactly what it was, which stores I like, which exact types of clothing there I wanted, the, the models, everything, sizes, noted it all down, and now, for the last year or two, I just go online. I do a summer shop, a winter shop, and just get a few things done, delivered. I don't have to worry about it. It's absolutely awesome. And what I did was essentially systematize my shopping. Now, I didn't like invent this. It's you know, I'm not I'm not a genius or anything. Lots of people do this. A lot of people do. It just took me a while to figure it out. And it works for me. Now, some people like shopping. Some people love to go to the store and try different stuff and check out, try new things. I'm kind of, I'm the type of guy that I go to a restaurant, I find a dish I like, I always order the same old dish. Well, it's the same with my clothes. I find I find the jeans that are priced right and that fit and I look half decent. I'm going to buy those same jeans over and over and over, same with shirts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this works for me. It's a system. It's now systematized. I seldom have to go to a store, although I do now because I'm going to buy some loungewear, which I've been wearing more often, and that I didn't buy when I was doing all that, so now I don't really know what I want. But anyways, that's another matter. So I systematize it. Now, so if you're going to outsource your blog and build a blog and become a publisher and not just a writer for your blog, you've got to create a system. You really do. Because the more people you bring on board, the more content you're pushing out, you're not going to be able to do it all. Okay, And not only that, is that if you're looking to be a publisher, you really want to start creating the systems and put them in place so that more and more can be done without you having to do the day-to-day stuff, right? I mean, your ultimate goal by outsourcing is to just let things run with systems and you'll do other things, whatever, business stuff. I don't know what that is, but my days fill up and I'm busy. Sometimes I don't really know what I ended up doing. But anyway, you'll figure it out. I'm sure your days will fill up too. But you got to build that system. So 
I'm going to share with you exactly how I, how I break it all down. I, I find creating systems for publishing and probably for a lot of types of businesses is the, is the first step in doing it is to break everything down into individual tasks. And then you're going to want to hire people and you're going to assign those individual tasks to each to one person, right? Now, some, obviously some people are going to do multiples of them, but that, you know, because I mean, you're not going to hire like 10 people out of the gates. You might hire one or two people and then you're going to just assign each maybe one, four and the other one, three tasks or whatever. Okay. So here's how I break it down. All right. This is how I do it. All right. First off, what I'm focused on is publishing content. That's it. I got to get as much content out the door as possible and it has to be good. All right. So what's involved with that? Well, I need to get it written. Now we're going to ignore the stuff that I write because I do write here and there, but most of the stuff is elsewhere. So I got to get it written. So I need keyword research. Okay. Well, I'll do the keyword research and I still do most of the keyword research. Although I do invite my writers to suggest topics and that saved me a lot of time on keyword research. And that's, that's a good little thing to do as well. But anyways, keyword research, I do that. That's my thing. I can, I can handle it. So that's one task. It's assigned to me. Next one's the writing of the content. You gotta find writers. All right. Now you can go to a writing agency, broker type setup, such as writer access or text broker. They're pretty good. Writer access is quite good. You can use more of a service where they will drip, you know, the uh let's see, text tune, content refined, um, content development pros. There's a whole bunch of them out there. You know, you just basically sign up, get a package, submit a whole bunch of topics, and they just sort of drip feed the articles back to you. Word agents, another one. Okay, so I've used them all. You know, varying quality, depends how much you're paying, depends on your niche. I mean, they're worth trying. You know, I, I've mentioned all of these. I get people that, that email me back, and some say, hey, thanks for your recommendation. It's great stuff. Could article. Other people say, John, it was like the worst service ever. I can't believe you mentioned it. What am I to do, right? Tell you what I'm using. That's what I'm doing. Uh, and then there is the third option of just hiring writers directly. What's great is you can hire them part-time. You can hire them 10 hours a week. You can hire them 40 hours a week, whatever you want. You can hire as many as you want. There's a lot of people out there who want to write full-time, freelance, and that's good for us. And the rates are reasonable. And you work directly with them, which can be really, really good. And I'm doing more and more of that. So all right, that's the content. You need to get the content, you need to assign the topics, and you need the content returned to you. But the re return content's usually in the form of a DOCX. If you've got writers that you work personally with, you can set them up with their own profile on their site, and they can go on your site in the back end, they could load up the content there, okay? Sometimes I get writers to select images in Shutterstock. Sometimes I'll leave image selection to uh, my VAs who are going to come into the picture now, okay? So... Let's assume it doesn't really matter. The writers get the pictures. I usually just tell them just put, input the URL to the image on Shutterstock or the image on Amazon, the product image or whatever. Just put the URL in there. Don't worry about getting the image because my VAs are trained to do to optimize all the images properly. I don't want it done properly, and they do a really really good job. Okay, so enter the virtual assistants. These are not the writers. What they do is they format the content. I have trained them with a video, stepping them through every aspect of a piece of content, exactly how to do it, where the table of contents goes how to do every single heading, because the writers don't always do the headings properly, how to do the bullet points, like lots of bullet points, I like paragraphs broken up, how to optimize every aspect of the image, the alt text, captions, no captions, optimize it so it's a smaller file, what size is it, I don't want a 4,000 pixel wide image in my content, when the website's only, the content area is 800 pixels wide, I want it 800 to 1,000 pixels, these sort of things. 
I've trained the VAs precisely how to do this with videos, stepping them through every aspect, and now they do it. And they can crank it out because they do it day in and day out, and they do a very, very nice job. So we've got the, we've got the keyword research content, the formatting content's ready. Okay, now there's assigning tags, okay, tags and categories. Categories is usually pretty straightforward. Tagging, not so, so easy. So sometimes I train one VA who's quite capable in the tagging, and how to assign tags. I always double check all this stuff as, as the articles are published over the course of a week. Sometimes I got to change a tag. Sometimes I got to change things. I'm, I'm fortunate I'm not a perfectionist. I don't mind if there are mistakes. If they're, if they're recurring mistakes, I will blast out an email and say, hey, you know, I've noticed this. We've got to stop this. This is something wrong. Maybe I gave wrong instructions or I forgot to say something or maybe they forgot. I mean, these things happen. You got to go with it. Nothing's catastrophic. We can always fix these things, right? So, uh, but you know, some, I do check everything. Sometimes there's a mistake. Sometimes, you know, just pick the wrong tag. It happens. It's, it's a judgment call. So I fix it. I go, but this is a very quick process. This goes to the quality control side of things, which I'm still involved in. So that's tagging. That's done. And then we've got the publishing, the clicking, the publish. Okay. That, that's, you know, it got to get the right URLs. I like them short. I don't want them super long. Now, fat stacks, I tend to have long ones because I'm lazy and to blast stuff out. But for my niche sites where SEO is super important, uh, I will shorten the URLs to just the main keywords. Again, the VAs know how to do that because they're actually publishing the content. They're not waiting for me to review it. They publish it. I actually check it after it's published and I'll make changes. I will change the titles often. I'm okay doing it after the fact. That's okay with me. I'm, I'm okay with imperfect stuff getting published. I'll go back, check it within the week. And then there's the task of outreach, not for link building, but to get to permission to use various graphics and images and all that. I ask for permission for pretty much everything. We spend an hour or two reaching out to various other websites and publishers, asking if we can use various media. And, you know, we've got an email log of all that. I got a dedicated Gmail account for the outreach. So we always got all the emails in there in case there's any dispute as to whether we were granted permission, et cetera. So we do that. That's one person who does that. We only got to do an hour or two a week. We get more than we need uh, out of that. So that, that's pretty good. It's, it's quite effective. Now, again, it's not for link building. I'm not asking for links. We're merely uh, trying to get media from uh, permission to use certain images and other media and graphics and stuff for, for various articles just to make them better. It's worth doing, you know. It's worth if you're going to, if you're just doing everything yourself, it's prob probably not worth it because you're, you're busy enough. But if, you, if you're putting together a team, uh, assigning someone to do an hour or two of outreach, I've got a template drawn up for them. They use that. Definitely worth it to get some really cool images and, and other things that's not available on Shutterstock. All right, so that's the outreach portion. And then there's Pinterest. Pinterest, we use Pinterest on most of the sites. And we've got systems in place for that, systems for creating them, which posts get them, how to create them. Everything's done. The templates are done up in, in Canva, how to write the descriptions, how many to do a day, schedule them out and tail them, the whole nine years. The whole process has been uh, set out with uh, training templates via video for the most part uh, to the people who are doing the Pinterest, and that's working quite nicely. Again, you know, once you bring in a whole other platform like Pinterest, there's a lot of little steps. So you got to kind of break it down and then assign it to the people uh, who are doing that and make sure they understand and double check the work and, you know, correct as you go along. And then there's the fun task of interlinking. Now, this is a hard one to outsource, and I actually do most of the interlinking myself. But with new content coming down or if I find some old content that needs some interlinking, um, I have trained 
some VAs on interlinking. So, you know, basically I'll be like, I need uh, links uh, to this post from da 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 and vice versa or whatever. And so I'll do that and then they take care of it. I, I've done a video on exactly how to, where to put the links in the various articles, uh, the text to use. You know, I don't want just here, but I want, you know, more of a, the keyworded phrase, you know, learn more about XYZ, blah, 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 here sort of thing. So these little nuanced things, don't assume they know any of this. Uh, this is all got to be instructed out. But it's easy to instruct all this out when you break it down in your task. I'm actually going through this podcast right now because I wrote down each of these tasks on a piece of paper that I'm looking at so I remember. And so it's all broken down and that's how you want to do it. And don't think you're going to get, if you hire one person that you're going to be able to get them all doing this within a day. This, this takes this takes a little bit of time to get everybody up to speed. It's a process. It's it, There's a reason that governments and huge corporations take a long time to make decisions over anything. You know, they have meetings and committings and then, then they got to decide and they got budgets and all of these things. You know, I can operate pretty fast. I've got a pretty small team, but still, I'm probably not as able to operate quite as quickly as somebody who's just on their own and they're super motivated to get something done. They'll do it right away. There are things I'll do just right away. And then a bigger company would take two weeks for that to happen. So, you know, when you're training people, it's a process. You just got to be patient and, and, and do, you know, a few steps at a time. And the last thing, this is technical and somewhat fairly new that I've uh, got the team on trained on is working with schema markup, schema tools. There are plugins for that, fortunately, like reviews and recipes and how-tos. Uh, so, you know, you input the schema, the whatever the fields they need answered for that, and then it'll spit out the proper schema markup for those particular posts. So I've been doing that. There's also schema markup generators online. You can just Google that and you'll find them and you can create them very quickly yourself, the schema code that you would insert uh, for individual URLs. Definitely worth doing the schema. Uh, some of it I still do myself, and some of it I train uh, VA to do it, and I just double check their work. When there's a plugin, it's quite a bit easier because all the fields are there. They don't have to like you know try to deal with some crazy looking script code that that might be a little bit confusing and easily you know mistakes can be made. But when there's fields in a plugin, that just has got a back end. It's nice and easy, and you can train them to step them through exactly what they need to fill up. So. Create systems if you are going to outsource and take on more of the publisher role. If you want to be a boutique blogger and just write and focus on writing and slowly build up your own audience, none of this is really that important. Of course, you can certainly hire uh, people to help out and do graphics and design and, and all that. That can certainly help, you know, let you be able to just focus strictly on just writing. You just hand over the, the written document, the DOCX, to uh, a VA, and they'll take care of it from there. So there's a lot, lots of applications for this. But this has been uh, quite a process. It's been years where I've been working on streamlining the entire workflow, and it's evolved. I, this is not the first time. Well, I think it's the first time I've podcasted about this, but it's not the first time I've written about it. Probably over the years, several blog posts about my workflow, and it kind of evolves over time as the as the team changes, as as I adjust how I'm going about things on my sites, where content source is constantly changing, trying new things. And, and so everything's going to evolve. So expect this to change over time, but it's definitely worth getting some help to clear your plate because, you know, it, it just gets really busy building these sites. But of course you need, you need a certain revenue level to be able to do that. Uh, and once you get there though, it's, you know, what, what, what could, what's a better investment with excess profits than back into your own business? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's a, it's a great investment and I, 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 that's what I do. Thanks for listening.